Thank you for downloading or streaming this message from Emmanuel Church. We are one church with multiple locations, and we believe God wants to bless you right where you are. In a few moments, you're going to hear some practical teaching from God's Word that I believe will be inspiring and relevant to your life. First, though, if you haven't yet experienced Emmanuel Live, we encourage you to go to our website, eclife.org, to check out our service times and locations so that you can experience Emmanuel in person or through our online campus. If this message blesses you and you'd like to support the ministry financially, again, you can go to eclife.org and click on the Giving tab and choose Online Campus at your campus. Thanks again for joining us today, and we hope this message will be an encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. Well, welcome everybody. How is everybody doing this weekend, this morning? Yes, I want to welcome all of our campuses, Franklin, Garfield Park, right here at Greenwood, everybody watching online, our microsites, Terror Treatment Center, New Day, and I got to give a special shout out to the Banta campus. What is up, everybody? Yes, 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 yes. We're super excited. My name is Aaron Beasley. I am the Emmanuel Church Banta Campus Pastor. And one more time, can we give it up for everybody who's new today? We're so glad you're watching online, in the rooms, at the different campuses. We're glad that you're here. Uh, so we are in an espresso shot, and this is just a one-jolt, one-week series that we hope jolts your faith or challenges you. And so as I was praying, Holy Spirit, God, what do you want me to talk uh, with everyone about? What's going on? Help me, God. Uh, he just kept saying, I want you to talk about something you're terrible at. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. And, and, and I believe some of us struggle with this as well, and that is... We are in information overload. Our society is in information overload. Now, please let me hear you. I don't think it's bad that we learn. I think God has made us that we learn. Uh, you know, Jesus grew in stature and wisdom and in favor with God. Man, I think that we are called to grow and learn. But I also think that we're receiving way too much information, misinformation. I mean, you can't go anywhere without receiving information. Let me explain. I love to learn. I love to know about sports. I love to know about what's happening in the world. I love to know what's happening in other people's lives. Hello, Facebook, social media. I like all those things. But I came home one time after work, and my wife, you know, she was cooking. And we have uh, almost three, almost one-year-old. Uh, they destroy everything, just so you know. Uh, and by the way, I don't know how it's possible. My wife called me the other day and said, hey, um, just so you know, we're going to have to get a new TV stand. And I'm like, why, why is that? And they're like, well, uh, the girls have taken the screws out, the doors are off, and it's destroyed. And I said, how is, how is that possible? Me and my wife aren't big people. They're even smaller. They're like this big. How is that destroyed? Anyways, that's what happens in my house, okay? And so my wife is cooking. My little ones are walking and crawling everywhere, destroying things. And, and I am uh, doing this because I like to know things. I'm going here, I'm searching my fantasy, you know, making sure my line, you know, and then I'm coming back, and like two minutes later, I go back, and I'm scrolling through, making sure I'm not missing anything on Twitter, then two minutes, I'm going, and my wife is talking to me while all this is going on, by the way, all right, and I'm doing this, and I don't even realize I'm doing it, okay, and so I'm going back, and all of a sudden, my wife goes, are you serious? And that, that caught my attention. I said, What? She goes, are you listening to me? I said, yeah, you're saying something about chicken or, you know, something like that. She goes, you, you, I have watched you the last six, eight minutes go back and forth to your phone and our family. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I did. Because I like to know things. 
Maybe you're like me. You, you like to know things. You like to know what's going on. You don't want to miss out on anything. And it's because we're getting all this information. Like, think about this. There are 350 million photos uploaded on Facebook every single day. That's 4,000 per second. How crazy is that? There is 3.21 billion active users, which is like they get on at least monthly on Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, and Messenger. Then, do you know there are 5 billion videos that are watched on YouTube every single day? I actually did it just the other day with my staff. Somebody said, go shawty, and it made me think of that song. I was like, wait a minute, that song, it's like, go shawty, it's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. We're going to sip. I can't tell you what they were sipping in the song. I'm not promoting the song. I'm not saying any of that. Okay, I'm just saying that I looked the song up by 50 Cent into club, okay, and I did it on YouTube. Just saying. Speaking of Google, did you know that 3.8 million searches are happening every minute on Google? Some of you are Googling right now if what I'm telling you and these stats are correct. You are contributing to that 3.8 million right now. You know there are 4 billion snaps sent every single day, like Snapchat. Like, it's like you take a picture real quick and you send it. 4 billion a day. And TikTok, which is like the video version of it. The average TikTok user opens the app at least eight times a day. And there's over 1.2 billion people on TikTok. Some of you, you fall into the TikTok black hole where, you know, it's like 10 o'clock at night and the next thing you know, it's three in the morning. What has happened? You know, there's over 1.7 million different podcasts with over 43 million episodes. And I'm not even talking about 24-hour news stations, sports channels, food channels, uh, home decor channels, shopping channels, clothing channels, you name it, channels. On top of books, on top of the radio, on top of billboards, there's information everywhere. We are overloaded with information. Have you ever seen things that are overloaded, by the way? Like, you know, an overloaded car where you're trying to stuff everything in doesn't always shut. How about this one? Dishes, ooh, no one likes this sink, right? This is not good. Here's, here's one that I don't like ever. Trash can, everybody seen this, an overloaded trash can, we're like, where do I put the granola bar wrapper? There's like nowhere to put that. Uh, how about this one? An overloaded outlet? You know, what happens to this? It short circuits, right? Well, that's what's happening to our brains. We are short-circuiting. We are overloading. And information overload is ruining the quality of our lives. It's ruining it. Like first, we're, we're getting compassion fatigue. We, we were not made to know about every bad thing that's ever happening in the entire world or in our community or what's going on. And, and so when we hear all these things about this death and this problem and this disease and this country and this over here and this situation and this over here, all of a sudden we start to go, can we do anything? Compassion fatigue starts to sit in and you don't do anything. Or then that leads to anxiety or fear. Think of how many people, how many of us are just fearful about everything. Anxious about everything. 
It's only going up. Because we hear about everything. We're just overloaded with bad news and everything that's going on all the time. We're getting overloaded. We're getting distracted. Like me with my family. I was distracted from my family. Some of us were distracted in the car like we get to a stoplight and we just scroll. We can't stop it. Some of us were scrolling while we're not at a stoplight. Don't tell the police, right? We're looking at things. We're distracted. We're comparing teenagers. This is huge. You're comparing yourselves all the time with everyone and all these lives and what they get to live. And I wish my parents were like that. And, and oh my gosh, look at this. And I wish I had that. Some of us were comparing vacations like that. I can't believe they got to go on vacation. Why can't I go on vacation? That's like their third one and it's only February. How's that possible? We're comparing all the time. We're getting angry at people with information. Like, there's people we've been friends with for 30 years, but because they post some information about what they believe, we're not friends with them anymore. Ugh, I can't believe they think that way. Ugh, I can't be friends with them. Information overload. And I think this is one of the biggest ones. We're becoming prideful. Like, like, everybody thinks they know everything about everything. Like, oh, I've read four leadership books, so I'm a guru on leadership now. I've listened to these three podcasts on how the healthcare network should work. So I know what we should do. We're becoming prideful. You know, Paul addresses this in 1 Corinthians 8. He says this, we all know that we possess knowledge like we know things, but knowledge puffs up while love builds up. Like, we all know things because we live in an information overload society. We all possess knowledge, but it doesn't mean that we're doing what God has created us to do. Uh, you know, the devil and our enemy knows more about God and knows more about this world than any of us in this room, online, different campuses will ever know. And it doesn't mean he has a relationship with God. Because knowledge... Puffs up while love builds up. Information overload is ruining the quality of our lives. It's ruining friendships, marriages, breaking up churches. And I think there's a reason why. You know, we're gathering all this information and we know that these things are happening, but, but why is it happening? Why is it happening to us? And it's because God has created us to function within limits. We are designed to live within limits. Like, let me give you some examples. Like, physically, we all have limits. So, I'm five foot six, okay? I have limits. There's not very many people dunking that are my height, okay? Because we have physical limitations. It's the truth. Except when I dunk on my daughter on the Fisher-Price basketball goal that we have at our house. Makes me feel really good. I can't believe he does that. Anyways, yes, I dunk on my daughter sometimes. God has created us to function with the limits. Like physically, I can't bench press 300 pounds. I can't do it. You put the bar, it's falling on my neck, and someone's going to have to help me. Maybe multiple people. Pastor Cody, on the other hand, he could probably easily do it. Probably even with one hand. Oh, lifting weights. I'm not saying he sounds like that. Anyways. <laughs> like, I have physical limits. We all have limits. Like, 
we have to sleep. Now, some of us can sleep, we can do with less sleep, but most of us need seven to eight hours of sleep every day. We need to eat. We need to drink water. We function within limits physically. We also function within limits intellectually and emotionally. You have limits intellectually and emotionally. You can only take so much in without you becoming the outlet that we saw earlier. You know, Moses, Moses was one of the greatest leaders of probably all time. You know, he led uh, this group of people, the Israelites, hundreds of thousands of them, out of Egypt into the wilderness. God helped deliver them from Egypt. Now they're in the wilderness. They're trying to set up all this new government, this new function. He's trying to create all this. And Moses, he probably has some of the most capabilities, more than me. His limits are way higher probably than mine. And yet every single day he was listening to everyone's complaints, everyone's information, and he was making judgments on that. So much so that he sent his wife and children back to his father-in-law. Well, his father-in-law comes back, brings the kids and the wife, his daughter with him, to Moses, and just observes Moses for a day, watches Moses. Then he asks Moses, how did everything go? How did, what did God do in Egypt and all these things? And he observed Moses, and then he, he asked Moses, what are you doing? And Moses said this, well, because the people come to me to seek God's will. By the way, we could be doing good things taking in information. I'm not saying the phone is all terrible. That's not what I'm saying today. I'm saying we could be doing good things even, but we're taking, if we're taking in too much, it's going to start hurting us. And whenever, Moses continued, whenever they have a dispute, it's brought to me. And I decide between the parties and form them of God's decrees and instructions. Moses was hurting himself and he didn't even realize it. He was hurting all the people who were waiting in line all the time and he didn't realize it. He was hurting his family because he sent his family back because he wasn't functioning within limits. And then all of a sudden, Jethro, his father-in-law, says this. Moses' father-in-law replied, What you are doing is not good. I believe that the Lord is speaking to me and speaking to all of us that we can say what we're doing as a society with information is not good. Depression is high. Suicides are high. I'm not saying just too much information causes those things, but think about it. When did all these things started rising really highly? It started to rise with all this information we're getting. Maybe there's a correlation of what's happening. What we're doing is not good, and we cannot continue on this path. Society has made it to where we think that this is normal and we have to live this way. It's become inundated into our lives. And we do not have to function this way. That's what Moses thought. He thought he had to function that way until someone brought a different way. And I believe God wants to bring us a different way when it comes to too much information. So how do we overcome too much information then? How do we do it? Well, first, we've got to take a break. Like, put the phone down. Put the phone in the glove box when you drive. T shut the computer screen. 
Turn the TV off. Put the seven books you're reading down. You don't have to listen to 45 podcasts in a week. Take a break. And when I just say take a break, I don't mean just like, you know, break from the things. I mean, like, have fun. Like, play a board game. Go out and take a walk. You know, I told you, my family, I realized that this was becoming a problem when I was working on this talk and talking to my wife. And so we're starting to have dance parties in my house. That's right. We're having fun. Dance parties. Show choir girls are happening in my house right now. Just saying. Take a break. Have some fun. You know, Jesus, this happened with Jesus. The apostles had just done a great work. They had done a bunch of things. Jesus had sent them out, and they were doing amazing things. And all of a sudden, they come back and report to Jesus all they were doing. And then because they were doing amazing things, all of a sudden what happened was that they, uh, more people started coming to them and wanting to be healed and telling them about their issues and their stories and all these things. And then this is what happens. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported him all they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. I mean, this is Jesus, God on earth, and he realized that he needed to take a break, and more so that his apostles needed to take a break from all the information and all the things they were doing. So they went to a quiet place. And then I bet you, you know what they did? They ate, they had some fun because they hadn't eaten yet, and they just rested. Many of us today need to rest from all of the information that we're receiving. We need to take a break. Number two, we have to know our limits or know your limits. Like I said, we all have limits. Now, some of us have different limits, but we all need to know we're like Moses. We have limits. We cannot handle all of the bad news. We cannot handle everything that's going on around the world. We were not made that way. Now, how do you know your limits? Great question. How do you know if you're reaching your limits? First, maybe you're becoming hypersensitive or irritable towards everything. So this is how I know if I'm reaching my limits on things with information and all that. I start to just get angry about things, like even little things. I'm like, who put the shoes on the steps? Did my three-year-old do this on purpose? I'm going to show her. Somebody does something at work. Why are you doing it that way? I can't believe they posted that. Ah! If you're hypersensitive or you're becoming irritable, you've probably reached your limits. Or maybe you get discouraged. Like you're just discouraged about everything that's going on in life. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe, I'm just, everything, the world, there's no hope, everything's bad. If you start to become discouraged, you've probably reached your limits. Maybe it's addictive behaviors. You're eating, overspending, watching too much TV, alcohol, like you're trying to get away from all the information, so you're getting into addictive behaviors. Maybe you've reached your limits. Maybe it has to do with your becoming emotionally numb towards things. This is where compassion fatigue kind of comes in. You're just emotionally numb. Like you don't feel anything. You're not happy. You're not sad. You're not angry. You're not, there's just no emotion. You're emotionally numb. You've probably 
reached your limits. Maybe you're hoarding energy, like from the people that you really shouldn't. Like I was hoarding energy for my family. Like you come home and you're like, I just, I need a break from my family because you've already been taking in all this other information from everyone else that you can't love the people that God's actually put in your sphere like Moses did when he sent his family to Jethro. You're hoarding energy. Maybe you've reached your limits. Or this is a big one. Maybe your spiritual practices have fallen off. You don't read your Bible like you used to. Not reading devotions, not praying, not coming to church. You've probably reached your limits of information that you can take in. I love what Richard Swenson says about this. He says this, when you reach the limits of your resources or abilities, you have no margin left. Our, our pastor talks about having margin. Yet because we don't even know what margin is, we don't realize it's gone. We know something isn't right, but we just can't solve the puzzle beyond that. Many of us, we know something's not right in our life, but we can't like figure what the puzzle out. And, and the puzzle is, is we're taking so much information in all the time. And we've got intellectual and emotional limits. And we have to realize that. So we got to take a break. We need to know our limits. And then we need to change what information we bring in. Change what information you bring in. Paul writes this, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test what, and approve what is God's will, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I believe that God isn't doing all he could because we're not focusing on the things and the information we should, we're focused on, on, on too much other information. Like, many of us are getting our information about God and who he is from other people and this instead of getting it from this. And we want to know why our relationship with God isn't close or tight. Well, you're bringing in the wrong information. Many of us want to know why our, our marriages are struggling when we're concerned about everyone else's marriages and what's happening in their life and we're not concerned about getting the information about our spouse and learning who they are. Many of us teenagers and parents, maybe we don't have that good of a relationship because we're so concerned about knowing what's going on in our friend's life and what's happening that we don't hang out with our families. Many of us, maybe our church isn't doing everything it could because we're concerned about the five other churches that we listen to instead of the church that God's placed us in. See, that's, that's what renewing your mind is. That's what taking in the right information means. Renewing your mind. Like, what do you think will happen to us if all we take in is bad news? Like, it's just bad news, 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 bad news. Which, by the way, is what the news is now. Bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news. What do you think is going to come out? Bad. Our attitudes are going to be bad. What we think about life is going to be bad. What happens when I get into everybody else's business, everybody else's business, but I don't pay attention to my children and my wife? I'm not going to have that great of a marriage. I'm not going to have that great of a family. And so, so what Paul is saying here is we've got to renew our minds. We've got to change how we think about this subject. Society doesn't get to determine what's going on. 
We can change it. That's how we prevent overload. We take a break. We know our limits. We change the information that we bring in. So my question for us today is, how will you prevent overload in your life? And I don't know what that looks like for you. I know what it looks like for me. I realized I was reaching my limits and I was getting angry at everyone six months ago. Like, I was just getting mad about everything. I, I, was, I was not friends with certain people anymore. I was getting mad about what they were posting. I was getting mad at my wife. I was not having... So I had to delete Twitter. Where I was getting a lot of my information. I just deleted it. I had like 1,700 followers. Gone. Who cares? What's it matter? I stopped posting on Instagram as much. I stopped getting on Facebook as much. Me and my wife decided that at night, instead of scrolling all night long, that we were going to talk to each other. And if we were going to be on our phones, we were going to watch a movie or a show together. Like, like, we just decided to do something about it. Because I realized it was a problem in my life. I was ignoring my family. I was ignoring the people that God had given me a sphere you know, in the 1800s, I'm not saying we should go back to the 1800s, okay? I think there are a lot of good things that are happening now, and I like that we have technology and we can reach things. I, I love that. But in the 1800s, they had a sphere. It was their family and their community. I think, what would happen in our world if we focused on our families and our communities first? Do you think the rest of the world would change? I think that it would start to. But we're just gathering in all this information. So my question today is, how will you prevent it in your life? And I, I promise you, watch the peace of God. Watch the patience of God. Watch the hope of God. Watch the love of God come in your life more. You know, before you can even really change what you're bringing in though, you've got to change how you think to start off with. And many of us, we don't realize that there's a God who loves us and cares about us even where we're at. He loves me and I'm a messed up person. I'm a messed up man. I'm already sharing with you about all the things I've messed up in my life. <laughs> like, you, you know how many hours I spent on this phone? It's embarrassing. Five to seven hours a day, it says. And let me tell you, most of that time isn't spent on the Bible app. <laughs> spent on other things. And yet God loves me all the same. And he loves you. So much so that he came to this world and lived the life that you and I couldn't. Perfect. Loving. Caring. And then he died for us. On a cross. And he rose again to show us that he conquered death and sin and that we could live the kingdom life on this earth and also live with him forever in the next. That's the God that we serve. That he's like, there's a better way to live your life. And it's not the way the world tells you to live it. I'll show you. I'll die for you. I'll sacrifice for you. So that you can have this life and have it right now. And I know many people maybe haven't made that decision across our campuses online. 
And I want to give you that opportunity today. It's not, you can say this prayer that I'm about to pray, but it's not the words. It's the motives and you just say, I trust in you, God, in your way. Not my way, but your way. So you can say something like this to God. Lord, I messed up. I've made mistakes. I've sinned. But I know that you came to this earth. You died for me. You lived for me. You lived for me and then you died for me. And you rose again to conquer sin and death. So that I can live the kingdom life on this earth. And then I can live with you forever in the next. So today, God, I put my trust in you. Jesus, I put my trust in you. Thank you for sacrificing your life for me. No longer trusting in myself or in other people or in systems or or the government. Those things are good, but, but they're not all good. You are. So I'm putting my trust in you. You can save me from my sin and only you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And you know, as a church, we want to celebrate with everyone. That We want to have a dance party right now. You know what I'm saying? They're doing it in heaven. And so we've got this little starter kit for you. It's called the Save Box. Text the word SAVE to 65248 if you made that decision for the first time. And we will get this in your hands. In it is a Bible. There's a Bible reading plan. There's things about baptism and your next steps. There's also a coffee mug because, as our pastor likes to say, who can read the Bible without coffee? I can. Uh, But I put soda in it. So whatever, all right? So whatever you need, text the word SAVED to 65248, and we will get this in your hands. Once again, can we give it up for all those people who made that decision? It's the best decision you could ever make, I promise.